By the time you hear this, it will be too late. By the time you hear this, I'll be far away. Moving out at the break of dawn. Moving out past the guns and on all of those times. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, but this is not a song episode. This is a Patreon episode, and you might be listening to the free teaser right now, so uh, hope you dig it and join us over at patreon.com slash thismightbeapodcast. Uh, But to start, yes, of course, I am Greg. Gregory Ross Simpson is my full legal name. Uh, and then we've got returning Averin Keating. Hi, Averin. Hey, it's uh, Averin Keaton here. Uh, Ke- Keaton. Keaton. Uh, Keaton. Yeah, it's like Buster you, Keaton. <laughs> you probably hurt me a couple times. Just a few before on the trans episodes, and uh, yeah, and the a, sleep episode. Yeah, and what else? I sold my mind. There's to the more. Kremlin. 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 Yeah, and. Wow, wasn't there another Patreon that was? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. It's funny. It's funny when I was talking to Dana last week. It hasn't aired yet, but we did the synopsis for Latecomers episode, and I did a you know a Command F on my spreadsheet, and I'm like, Dana, you're on here 19 times. How did that happen? <laughs> but then I <laughs> I realized it was because um, she was on the House of Mayors Patreon episode, uh-huh. and I had put down her name and Lydia's name all the way down. Got it. So those were 10 of them right there. But she's she's been on a lot as well. So yeah, yeah you've been on a bunch. Yeah, tell them about your your podcast. You're yeah. uh you, are, are you wrapping Don't say you're wrapping it up. You told me you might be wrapping it up. Yeah, um I have a podcast called Waves Breaking where I interview other trans and gender variant poets about poetry. Um and I might be wrapping it up because I'm tired and it makes me nervous every single time I release an episode. Um, Come on, you do so well on here. I just don't. I, I, I and I've listened to your podcast. I don't. I don't. I can't picture. There's that, a lot of pressure. There is. So. I, I understand that. And yours is. Mine's a lot more off the cuff and silly. So yeah, it's yours is like, like kind of relaxing. It's just like chatting with friends, whereas mine's like an academic kind of. Yeah. In, interrogation into people's deep <laughs> thoughts. So it's it's kind of stressful because I never want to ask the wrong question or misunderstand the book before I ask them a question. Sure. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel it for sure. Like when I've had bigger guests on, especially if it's someone I'm not like, like when I had Open Mike Eagle on, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know his most recent album, but maybe I should go back and listen to every single album like 10 times a piece yeah. or else I don't feel like I'm ready. I mean, it was fine. I did, I just did listen to his entire catalog at least once, but... Um, and I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't seen his Comedy Central show that was a couple years ago. And I'm like, wait, I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, ah, it's fine. He was like, so have you seen my show? <gasps> it, was, it was fine. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Quizzing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, anyway, well, welcome back. And maybe uh, you could, you know, start up a new podcast that's about something a little more uh, chill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, like silly shit you see around the bay area you know something like that there's a lot of that yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a podcast about everything the more niche the better that's what i've discovered 
So we've got two newbies here to also talk about the book of book. First is uh, Eve. Eve, where? Uh, Hi. Where are you? Where Where are you at? I'm in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Well, just across the river from Ottawa in Gatineau, Canada. That's where. Uh, okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. You know. I knew it was Canada, mm-hmm. uh, land of the silver birch. I'm originally uh, from Quebec City, so that'll explain the French Canadian accent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's what I was like, wait. So yeah, yeah. Sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's extra special. No, it's not weird. It's special. It's it's exotic. <laughs> Jesus yeah, when, 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 they, when they think about uh, Canada, I think it's exotic. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, hey, I'm with my second graders. We just went to Canada. No, I'm just kidding. We, we're doing an around-the-world music unit, and we make our own passports, and they draw their picture, and there's a page for each continent, and so we do songs. For, so we just started, so we did North America, so we did... Uh, I mean, a song from America, and then we did Land of the Silver Birch, and we played Boomwhackers, and then we learned like the simplest version of what gringos would call the Mexican hat dance, and we watched some traditional videos. And then they write about what they liked, and we stamp it. But yeah, so That's Land cool. of the Silver Birch, Home of the Beaver, where still mm-hmm. the mighty moose wanders at will. Uh, okay, so anyway, <laughs> then we've got Ian. Uh, Ian, hi. Hi there, hi. Uh, and where where are you at? I'm in Florida. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, very hot out. Very cold here. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, the, the the normal. Raining every five minutes. Yeah. Is, do, are you in that area of Florida where it's raining every five minutes? Because every time I've gone that's to Florida, that's all like, of that's like all of Florida. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I used to be in the Tampa area, which was extremely rainy, but now I'm, uh, even further deep into Florida and I'm in Boca Raton and it's even hotter, even more humid. I don't know why people move here by choice. Honestly, I was raised here and I've yet to escape. I mean, that's like a real old people hub, right? That's the yes. retirement uh, Boca Raton. Yeah, the, uh, the stereotype and, about old people is a hundred percent true. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I've gotten really good at shuffleboard. I love some shuffleboard. Uh, oh, Ian, Ian Hutchings. I realized Eve that I didn't say your last name. How do you pronounce your last name? Unfortunately, it's pronounced yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when I was, I, you know, it was funny. I said my le- legal name. I don't know. It's because we were talking about all the passport stuff in school. And, uh, oh, yeah, but my initials were almost gas. Yeah. They were going to Gregory Alexander or something like that. And then they realized what the initials would be. Now it's that, that ever really comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, we will learn more about you too, I'm sure, as we go through. But why don't we get right to the topic at hand? And the topic of at hand, in my hand, is the book of book. This, it's getting less confusing to talk about this album and book, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you all, but when it was first announced, I was like, I actually listened back to an episode. I'm like, it's a dumb title. <laughs> I was like, that's dumb. That's confusing. Why? I think I said, why would, oh, I was, I'm prepping another art episode which with a bunch of artists. So I was listening to a little bit of part three and book had been announced, you know, it was last, I don't know, late spring or summer. I don't know. They had already announced it. 
And I think I said, like, you could have a book be a part of an album without calling it book. But okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm coming around on it a little bit, though. That, but what, I did listen to that segment know, uh, just a couple days ago. Like, oh, I wonder what they were saying before. And it's a real negative segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, I think Owen Owen Blaufus was on that, and Owen wasn't he shit talking Paul Sayre like a ton? Was that was? Or am I thinking of a different episode? I mean, that that's almost required to be a they might be Giants fan is you have to shit talk Paul. <laughs> that's so funny. You're like, why does he get so much work? It's just like I could have done that. I mean, it's one of those things, and we'll get into that where it's like you go to like a modern art museum, and you're like, well, I could have done that. Well, did you? <laughs> Yeah, and I think it, it works for for this uh, the photos in this. Like it's a lot of like found yeah objects and whatever. And like you, people would think I can have done that, but you didn't. Right, yeah. right. Are we all IFC people? Uh, not guys? not this time around because I I couldn't afford it, but I have been in the past. Okay, but you did go ahead and buy the buy the package that had book the yeah, book with it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Um, the thoughts have been pretty much split on this thing just as a as whole. I mean, yeah, yeah. The first episode that I did for a book song was part of "You Wants to Believe Me" with Chris Oliveira, and he's like, "This is the coolest, greatest thing that's ever come with an album in the entire history of recorded music." And you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. And then, <laughs> and then, um, oh. Who was it that was like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you know, I won't, I won't. I mean, it's on the episode. It's not like I'm throwing them under the bus. I'm trying to, who was that? I don't like, know. I don't think, I don't think it was Alex. I, I don't remember if me and Alex Italics talked about the book book much. Cause we had so many of his music videos to talk about. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it was Patrick Crowling on the I lost Thursday episode. He was like, yeah, it's okay. He's like, I'm glad I bought it, but. I looked at it once and then I put it on the shelf. Damn. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I think I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, though part of the reason I wanted to do this episode and really, I mean, Avon was really the the motivation to do this whole thing. But part of the reason I was like, yeah, you know what? It'll get me to crack it open again. Because I, I looked at it a bunch in, you know, no, October, uh, November, you know, and uh, then just kind of it's been... You know, it's it's got a prominent place up with like my box sets and stuff on top of the CD shelf. But um, what do we think about book as a whole, Avery? What do you think? I actually, I don't think it's like the greatest thing ever, but I really like it. And um, what I appreciate about it is, I think it contributes to make this album better because the album by itself, without like this kind of tactile interactive kind of interpretive object mm-hmm. isn't that great as compared to yep. like their other yep. albums uh-huh okay i i, okay. Love, I love the right. album i do love the album, Sue. but it's not my favorite album i like well, sure yeah you know, there are worse albums that they've done but <laughs> um and the rest of the episode was that um so. no so i like in, in summary i think it's good i think it adds to the album rather than being superfluous yeah for sure it is kind of like um box sets and stuff whereas like 
You're like, well, why do they still make these? People don't even buy CDs. Or, you know, what if you don't like vinyl? It's like, why are they still making these? It's because it is for people like us. It's cool to uh, have, like, something to read while you're listening. You know, other than the audio. Like, okay, it's remastered. Like, dorks like me might notice that. But some people won't. Like, oh, it's got a new stereo mix or whatever. But, like, looking at cool pictures that maybe you could find online, but they're all kind of curated in a way that's cool, you know. Well, I I do like the album a lot. Um, uh, But yeah, the book, I think it does add to it. And like you said, it's it's good to have like something physical that isn't just up in a, in a, in like IT cloud somewhere. It's just like a, although I am trying to accumulate less things. So uh, I only bought it because I love the band, (laughs) but, um, but it is great. I think, I mean, aesthetically it's very pleasing and I'm a sucker for like nice aesthetics and uh, both the photos and the layouts. And I love, they might be giants lyrics. So it's nice to be able to have them handy and read them whenever I feel like it, even though some of them are pretty hard to read, but (laughs) well, well, so many of their albums lately have not even had lyrics included in the booklet. So it's it's better than nothing. So like I, th- I gotta turn my head to the side to read this, but you know, the <laughs> like lyrics are there. Six, six lines <laughs> on top of one another. <laughs> <laughs> read but between yeah, no, lines, I, literally. I re- I really like it a lot. Yeah, and I I, I do uh, I do uh, do a little bit of amateur amateur phot- photography, so it does have that added uh, sort of interest. Yeah, me. yeah, that's why I tapped you two. Ian, what do you think about the project the whole dealy i i don't want to like cement my opinion for all time um but sorry you have to that's that's prerequisite if you said it on the internet there's no coming back at this point in time dig it up and be like you said this Um, you will never be elected governor now of florida (laughs) you guys could use have you seen a record (laughs) yeah it could use really anybody I it's okay. It's it's okay. All right. The like the really like mean side of me wants to be like, oh, they took like a normal uh, lyric booklet with the pictures and layout and stuff and just made it bigger. Um, the more appreciative side of me is like, oh, I really actually this might be my favorite work Paul has done with They Might Be Giants in quite a while. Because mm, um, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of effort and consideration in everything there, um, mixed on the photography. <laughs> okay, all right. And you, um, and in what capacity are you doing photography? Like, uh, you getting uh, paid for photography? No, no. <laughs> I oh. only only as a hobby. I do film photography, like the photographer Brian Carlson in the book, and um, and Linnell. <laughs> Yes, lest lest we forget the other the other Linnell. <laughs> um, the uh, so so like I can see a lot of like similar interest in Brian and myself and what we like to photograph. Um, I think he seems to only do it mainly as a hobby. At least that's what his internet presence is. Otherwise, um, it's I was unable to really tell. But I just do it as a hobby. I was inspired by like. Uh, but, you know, when I was a kid, I would, you know, sit in the one hour photo where my mom worked and, you know, 
inhale the fumes of the developing liquids and fluids. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and she was sort of a amateur photographer hobbyist of her own. So I just was like, Oh, I'll try this. And so I've been doing it for three ish years, um, posting on Instagram, um, what I do, but occasionally really, tell really us your, slowly. Tell us your Instagram handle. Okay. It's unfortunately I started an Instagram as a spur of the moment thing. And so my, my handle is really terrible. It's my last name, but spelled with my first name. So what? it's, it's <laughs> Hutchians. So it's H U T C H I A N S. It's very, uh, it's not very so, intuitive. So, so it's Hutchians 69420. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Eve, you got a, you got an Instagram for your photography as well, right? Yeah, I do, and my handle's even worse than Ian. So uh, <laughs> we'll see, it's, we'll see about that. We'll see, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a straight edge photography. It's a Eves dot photo dot ig. <laughs> as straightforward yeah, as sure. possible. That's so much better. Though. That's so much easier to search for or remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. when I was going for the Instagram for this, like I'd gotten most of the, you know, I've got the dot com, and I've got most of the stuff for this might be a podcast, but I get someone. It, or no, it was, what was the problem that Instagram had with it? I don't know. I had to go this underscore my underscore B underscore A underscore podcast. But I think if you just search this might be podcast comes up. But, you know, all these damn social media things. But um, should we get into our pages we've selected? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the deal here, we're going to go round robin style. I think I'm going to kick it off. I did have the pages that were earliest on in the book in page order. Uh, so we've each picked uh, two pages, either based on what we like about the uh, Paul Sayers lyrical um, designs and stuff like that, or photographs. So we, uh, yeah, we've got eight things here to discuss. So this is round one. So... Everybody open your textbooks to page 14 and refer to the diagram. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Every, flip loudly for, you know, nice audio effect. Nope, you can't just find clips of that on YouTube. Okay, so, um, yeah, basically it's right, it's the page right after, like, the table of contents, basically. <laughs> Right, so there's a page that says lyrics, and then it has book and pamphlet EP and lists all the songs. I like fun, the songs that are in here, My Murder Remains, and the songs. And then you open it up, and it's a two-page spread. I cheated, so I technically have three pages to talk about. It's a giant photograph of two apartment buildings with uh, birds flying overhead in between above the buildings here. So this one, I just thought it was a really good choice for i mean it's the it's not the very first photo in the book because that's the book cover with the broken record on the sidewalk i mean honestly now that i'm looking at it so big it looks like a track like a high school track it looks like that rubbery yes looking at that the actual cover of book i always thought it was just like a sidewalk but it's got a slight green tint to it and the texture makes me think it's like a high school track I think you guys discussed this on the art thing for a really long time. Is like, is this it's road? Possible. Is this pavement? Is this carpet? But we were just looking at a picture on the computer there, and 
you know, you never know the contrast of different people's computers and all that kind of stuff. But doesn't it look kind of green? It does look green. And like the stripe there. I think it's like the different. Anyway, so it's the first picture past the the album cover, I guess. And I thought it was a good start to the book because, I mean, I'm guessing, and maybe I've read or heard this somewhere, but uh, maybe you guys could help me. Are all of these pictures taken in the New York City area? I yes. would assume so, but okay. I I don't live in New going, York, so I don't know. <laughs> going by his Instagram, it mainly looks like that. Yeah. It doesn't really venture yeah, I mean, out very many places. Right. It's definitely the vibe I get, but a lot of pictures where it's just close-ups of like garbage. I'm like, hey, that looks like Chicago. I know that street. That's right by the Fireside Bowl. No, that's some other heap of garbage with a mannequin in it. <laughs> I guess if, you, uh, if you're into street photography and you live in New York, you'd really never have to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a decent-sized city. Yeah, it's pretty big. There, there's, stuff, um, there's stuff happening there. So Brooklyn, I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, I just think this is uh, perfectly captures like walking down a city sidewalk or walking down an alley between two buildings. You got, I mean, pretty nondescript apartment buildings. Like there's nothing very special about them. It's just brick. You know, you see some of like the wire boxes. This one window has a sticker on it that says crystal. I don't know what that is for. But other than that, there's, like, no defining characteristics. It's just, like, an apartment building. And they don't look like the tallest apartment building, so I don't think we're talking, like, Manhattan here, but who knows. Uh, So it's just some, like, you know, boring-looking apartments, you know, or something that, you know, normal people could afford, probably, within the New York area. And uh, some birds that are flying who knows where. Looks like there might be a park on the other side because there's actually a tree. And I don't know how many of those they got in New York City. It's been a while since I've been there. I think they got some trees, but they keep them all in one spot. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good picture to start the book because it's like they love saying that they're, you know, direct from Brooklyn, even though neither of them live in Brooklyn anymore. Or does Linnell still have a place in Brooklyn? He still does. Okay. But Flans is in Manhattan, right? And they both have stuff upstate, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of sets the stage for, like, we're uh, city slickers, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, I'll just open it up to any of you have thoughts on this uh, opening spread. I think, like, the photographer should talk about it first before I do. That's you, Ian, I think. Oh, okay. Me? Well, I like I it. Either but, of us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we both I, Don't be I, shy, uh, guys. I have a... a bias towards birds so automatically i'm into it because uh, I'm, a, I'm a bird watcher and I, I have pet birds which might chime in at some point during the recording but they've been quiet so far um <laughs> uh yeah um i don't really know what to say about it i think it's a it's a pretty straightforward but interesting uh, picture i like the contrast of the dark bricks and the light sky like just a normal mm-hmm. light and dark uh, but you know, for me, the birds are the <laughs> the real in the interesting point of this. I guess mm-hmm. if you want to get get all symbolic, it's like the the like very sort of dead old inanimate brick, and then like the, mm-hmm. a little sign of life in that sliver of light mm-hmm. between the mm-hmm. two buildings. Like so. Yeah, and then you got yeah. the tree. Yeah, a little bit, a little there. bit of nature within that yeah. whole uh, yeah. cityscape. So that's that's mm-hmm. my thoughts. <laughs> uh, Ian, what do you think? It's a pretty solid photo as far as uh, the photos go in the book. In 
what I think. Uh, it's just kind of a, a nice uh, a nice framing of the birds to frame them between the buildings. It's it uh I don't know. It makes you. It definitely is one of those photos that may, it just makes you feel like you're walking in the city. Um, right. I also kind of it's one of the most prominent examples of the layout differences between like how the layout changes um uh the photos by brian carlson um because for like film photography and for a lot of digital photography like the basic ratio is three to two for the actual frame mm -hmm. whereas paul has chosen to crop in and just blow it across two pages for a much wider uh, look and it's not yeah. the way that I don't think that was on the part of the photographer. I think that was probably on the part of Paul or the office of Paul um, to do that because um, the way that Brian posts them on his Instagram is more or less close to that same original ratio. None mm -hmm. of them are ever cropped in that dramatically, but it, I think it's, it gives it an extra interesting effect to just have it so presented so large. Uh, yeah, and so, I'd like to see what this would have looked like uncropped. Like how much more building are you his, getting? Uh, it's buried somewhere in the Instagram, but essentially just okay. imagine the top and the bottom being a little bit higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You see like a little bit of what maybe is an awning or a gutter or something on the building on the right. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, I'll have to look for that. But uh, Averin, what do you think? Okay, that's really fascinating. I hadn't thought that Paul or Office of Paul would have cropped photos like that because it's so important. Like proportions and composition for photos are taken the way they are taken and they need to stay that like that's how I feel. So hopefully like Brian was like very cool with them doing this. I hope he was cool with them doing this. Um or I'm, he was just I'm looking like, at the Paul Sarah page yeah. here on TMBW, and it says, I mean, it's very brief, the description of the of book era. It has, like, his main eras working with them. It says, under under direction from Flansburg, um, Sarah worked with, street, worked with street photographer Brian Carlson to put together the concrete poetry for song lyrics from book and, and, the, and the other songs from 2018. So it says, I mean, the... The language is worked with street photographers, so hopefully okay. there was collaboration. There was collaboration. Yeah. Or, or maybe uh, Flans directed all of it, and uh, that was this call. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I listened to three of the podcasts that they were on promoting the thing. There's a lot more, but I listened to two Linnell and one Flans. And the two Linnell ones were the ones where the hosts of the episodes clearly have no idea who does what in the band. Yeah. I'm not bitter or anything, but they're like, so Linnell, how did they pick the pictures? And he's like, I don't know. Ask the, ask the other guy. <laughs> it's like, ask John. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I think, you know, we know Paul and Flans, you know, met this other guy. And then now there's a book. And I just was, you know, showed up at my door. And I was like, oh, that's cool. No, <laughs> But yeah. So yeah. who's to say? I, I bet that information could be found in one of the Flans related podcasts. Um. It, from what I heard was Flans and Linnell like had a stack of photos or like a whole like boatload of photos and they went through and they picked which photos would go with what. Yeah. For whatever. Yeah. 
So I think that's what happened. And in this case, what I think is really interesting is like thinking about this photo inside of a book, like looking at it, not just as a photograph, but a photograph in a book. And it seems like these two buildings, like when you put them together in the book, like the closing in on the sky in that way, there's something mm. really interesting about that. Um, and depending on like, if if you're an optimist or a pessimist, like this photo could be either kind of hopeful or it can be really depressing. Like you're stuck on this ground and you see the birds mm. and they can be free, but you can't be free. Ooh. Or you're like, hell yeah, <laughs> look at those birds. They're having a good time. Like <laughs> they don't have to yeah, be stuck yeah, with me. Yeah. So yeah, Eve definitely came from the positive. Yeah, side. I'm in the I'm in the latter camp. I think birds are always a plus. I, I think that's great too. And um <laughs> so that's that's kind of the the back and forth that I think is pretty interesting about this photo specifically. See, the thing though, you don't know is that right after he took this, Carlson took out his rifle and started firing up into the, that's so horrible. <laughs> Sorry, my father-in-law is here and he's always talking about it. He's a bird hunter and they're always giving us pheasants and they don't taste good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I think to, to, before I pass it on, yeah, we got a wide range of, of uh, opinions on this one and, and views of it and that's why i wanted to round up a crew you know people that would see it different ways because you know all three of you said stuff like oh, i didn't think of that um but i think ian said something along the lines of it just being you know kind of nondescript building and i think that's why it's great is almost that it's I don't look at it as boring, but like the buildings are kind of boring. Like the birds give it some action, but it kind of just gives it that mm. we're a city, you know, we're, we're based in the city part of so much of our history and our lore is in New York city. Um, <clears throat> and while New York city has the statue of Liberty and, you know, and we had the twin towers. Now there's the, you know, the monument there and there's all this cool, f you know, stuff that tourists would take photos of. This is what you would see on your day to day as someone that actually lives there. This mm. stuff like this, so it's kind of like the welcome to book. You're not really going to see pictures of tourist shit, <laughs> Good point. right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Avery, which of your selections do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's go into Lord Snowden. So, okay. So was that forty two then? That yes. must have been forty two. It's right yes. next to the picture of the person holding the like chandelier outside. It's next to this picture. They really made the pages easy to find. Definitely. <laughs> Got it. This is the one I had to tilt my head for. Yes. All right. So everyone on the page. Yes. All right. All right. Avon, tell us uh, why you picked Lord Snowden. Okay. First of all, this song is just spectacular. Just going to put that out there. I love this song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think specifically, so hmm, how do I put this? So Flansburg talks about the, the poetic layout of these songs as poetry concrete, which has yeah. always thrown me off because it's concrete poetry. Like, unless he's talking about some fancy French way, but right. it's concrete poetry to me. And it's the kind of concrete poetry I like because for pretty much all of the poems in here, or I'm, I'm going to call them poems because now that's where my brain is. Um, they aren't literal, which is something that I really enjoy, except for dog. Dog is very literal. Uh, mm, but that's, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, it's kind of cute. I like that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so with Lord Snowden, 
like the fact that you have to turn the book already kind of says something about the character in the song. Like you're already like mm. having to come with a different perspective uh, with this narrator. Uh, he also opens with, I'm on the outside looking out, which is, I know it as a line from a John Ashbery poem. Um, and like, there was also like a, an analysis of John Ashbery's work that was called on the outside looking out. And Ashbery was a gay poet. Um, he was also like an avant-garde poet um, for the time. And what I think it's, I think relating John Ashbery to this is really interesting. And I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. Like, I don't know how, I mean, Flansburg's referenced some poets in his work, like Robert Frost with the, the engines and various other things, but I don't know if he reads Ashbery, but anyway, all of this to say, what I appreciate about this one is not only do you have to literally tilt the book in order to get a different perspective already, you're estranged from your usual norm. Like, Snowden was a bisexual who married into the royal family, um, and he was a photographer, and oh. he didn't really fit in. I would say there was a lot of like uh, risque activity behind the scenes, um, but there's something that I appreciate about the the lines falling as they are. They're kind of dispersed and they're falling down the page at a diagonal, which to me feels like it's not only the descent and separation that this character is feeling from the rest of the family that he's married into, um, but it's also kind of an interesting way to depict a downfall just in general of other times where you might've used to been up, but you're scattering, you're dispersing. The royalty isn't like it used to be, you yeah. know, don't pine for other days. Like, be content with a slow descent. And I feel like the, the form of the lyrics on here is kind of literally showing that slow descent. Yeah. Um, cool. So Be content with the slow descent. Yeah. I think, yeah, but in a nutshell, that's kind of what this layout makes me feel. Um, I think the, the last couple lines, dear frozen, like you dear, um, mm. are really poignant. In that way, um, there, it's kind of like showing even further, like a separation of of feeling in in terms of emotion and also in terms of being an artist and looking at this as an outsider. Uh, yeah. So anyway, what, what's what's the name of the Ashbury poem that has that line in it? Or is oh, it called it's. What do you make of this, dear reader, or something like that? Uh, okay, thank you, because I googled that, and it just keeps coming up with what you said—the book about uh, yeah, his stuff. So that, that's very frustrating. It's called "But What Is the Reader to Make of This?" And that concludes the free portion of this Patreon episode. Uh, to hear the remaining ninety minutes or so, go to Patreon.com/slash. This might be a podcast. Sign up to hear this and the other like forty some exclusive episodes about different TMBG topics. Uh, we've got an art episode coming up soon with artists talking about, uh, I think we're to 93, 94, 95 era TMBG artwork, cover art, etc. And get a bunch of swag t-shirts, uh, get the purple toupee compilation included uh, for helping to pay for the licensing and production of that charity CD. So uh, go get it. 
patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Thank you much.